0: Do you find yourself spending a lot of time, thought, and energy on creating content that establishes your expertise and connects to your audience on an emotional level? I know that we do, and it's something that we know is important, and we help all of our clients do this very thing. You've probably heard this before. Well, one thing you may not have thought about is that all of that time and effort and energy creating your content, that same amount needs to go into your personal branding. Now, this is the third of three in a series that we've done about our journey in rebranding and what was involved and what we've learned along the way. And it's not to promote our website or to say, hey, look what we did. It really was to highlight what it really takes to create a brand that is unique to you. The reason this is so important is because you really want to stand out in the marketplace and you want to authentically attract your ideal clients, right? And so that's what we're doing in all the other parts of our business. And it's really critical that the design part of going through a rebrand doesn't lose sight of what is authentic and what represents your values and what makes you unique. It's really critical that it captures this. Now, a lot of times we don't think about that. We think it's, oh, it's, graphic design and a photo shoot, but there's so much more to it. And that's what this series is designed to do to show you all that's involved and so that you can be prepared when you're ready to work with professionals and create your branding strategy.
1: This is our third and final rebranding journey episode, and we are so excited to introduce you to our web designer extraordinaire, Veronica Chortis. Veronica's long and winding road of life as an artist, musician, and seeker has led her back to her truest path as a brand creator. From music, the healing arts, marketing, astrology, graphic design, child therapy, yoga, life coaching, sales, performance, and teaching, Veronica's training in all of these areas has culminated in a fluid way to support her work on behalf of other creatives and healers. Her wayfaring lifestyle enables Veronica to work with clients from all over the world. Traveling from place to place keeps her eyes fresh and her heart open. What shows up through this lens of childlike curiosity amazes even her on a daily basis. On the most visual level, it manifests beauty, wisdom, and light that only art can bring. In the invisible realms, it serves to uplevel our consciousness and move us forward as a humanity. This is Veronica's passion and the highest purpose of the work she does. And Deidre and I can both attest after working with her that all of this comes through. So welcome, Veronica. We're so excited to introduce you to our audience and everyone in the world.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Very, very happy to be here. (laughs) So this has been all that you've been through, all that experience that you've had, all the different things that you've done. It is amazing to see how... We can see exactly how it all plays a part in the service that you provide, Veronica. It was really such an amazing experience for us to have working with you and to see all this, this, um, all these different elements and all these different things that you bring into this branding experience. And we've done some branding work in the past and we've done the exercises, but this was a whole new way of doing it. So tell us a little bit about your views on personal branding, what it is, what it isn't, and about your process. So
2: personal branding actually got its start as being called that with the onset of social media. So people wanting to appear a certain way, whether it's how they dress or the images that they portray and having that personal brand to, to set yourself apart from all the other people that are, that are also doing the same thing. And it kind of moved its way into business and having a specific application for businesses when it comes to solopreneurs. So you have the copywriters, coaches, designers, uh, artists, healers, authors, massage therapists, people that are freelancers and or sole proprietors that are the face of their business. And this is where personal branding moved into being paired with that corporate brand. So corporate branding in particular is generally faceless. And we don't really know who's behind the big brands. For example, Coke. We know that when we buy that bottle with the white wave on it and the red label. We're always going to have the same experience when you open the bottle and it fizzes and the same taste, right? So it doesn't matter that there isn't a face or a personality attached to that because the product itself is the brand and in the enjoyment of drinking the Coke. Some big businesses like Apple, for example take the personal brand approach and they actually connect emotionally to customers that way. Do you guys remember those, those commercials with big Mac and PC like in the early two thousands, I think it was.
1: Yeah. Those were
2: great. Mac and PC. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they actually had two personalities that were, that were representing the different, you know, the PC and the Mac and the Mac was the young hip guy that, that really didn't care about what corporate America thought and he dressed a little differently. And so Apple used that kind of personal brand approach to drawing in their very loyal customers because their their customers are definitely, you could almost call them zealots, right? <laughs> so that's the basic difference between the personal branding and the corporate branding. And how I approach personal branding, I call it inside out branding. So. We really dive in, as you guys were saying, with several exercises, and we discover the unique brand DNA. I work one-on-one with my clients, or in your case, (laughs) one-on-two. And I really get to know them and their business and their ideal clients, which is an important key element as well. So understanding these, these three things is where the brand magic really happens. And it's when we find that ideal brand that the audience can feel emotionally connected to the authentic person behind the brand. It's actually more like expressing your personality visually at the same time, understanding who is going to be connecting to it as
1: well. It's a little tricky, but it works. (laughs) And as we mentioned in, in our first episode in the series that, you know, you required everyone we worked with required us to go through a really extensive assessment process mm-hmm. and yours was really unique and, and no surprise that it was a lot more creative than some of the others. Not that the others weren't valuable, but it was really cool because you use some unique techniques to mm-hmm. do what you just said because it would be tricky. I mean, when you say that, that, that you develop a brand and you're bringing up someone's personality and it has to connect with their audience, it almost seems impossible, but, but you do it so well and you use some specific tools. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you use to get to know your clients and their audience? Yeah.
2: So basically I developed this process through my own branding process, even though this is what I do, I actually really struggled with my own brand. <laughs> and that's that's the thing is we all find like, oh, you're drawn to what's pretty, right? So, oh, I like this color and oh, that font's cool. And they don't necessarily all come together to to culminate the direct message that you're looking after, that you're after, which is to be able to connect with that that client. So what I did is first I meditated. (laughs) So that's the first exercise. You get to meditate and then you do automatic writing. And if anybody has experience with automatic writing, it's actually tapping into the higher self and your higher purpose and being able to give that higher self a voice. That is something that I find very valuable and in just in general for personal exercises, but also in working with other people, because You let go of that, what I should say and what other people think and all of those things. And you actually put down on paper what it is you truly want. So that is the very first thing that I did when I was working on my brand. And then I started doing research. I started looking at, well, how do we come up with the perfect brand? And I looked at different exercises. I came across the Ikigai which I find very valuable. And it's quite an honor that you guys are adopting that into your brand as well. But it's something that really helped me because I have all of these passions and things that I love to do and different skills that I could bring in. And once I was able to see how they all came together into servicing, my ultimate purpose was really culmination of not only my brand, but also how I started seeking clients and exactly what I do for them. So this whole branding process really wasn't initially part of my business. My business was originally just, I'm going to do websites and graphic design, and then I can help people with social media too, et cetera, et cetera. And I started approaching things like many other graphic designers, which is just fill out a form, tell me me what elements you like, if you have any favorite colors, what symbols you want, those kinds of things. Then you come up with a logo based on that form. Well, when I dove deeper into my own process, I found out that I can do this with other people too and really find their ultimate brand. And it's very different than... Somebody filling out a form telling me they like the infinity sign, (laughs) the infinity symbol, and the color green, and me coming up with a logo that way, right? So I kind of went off the rails there a little bit, but...
1: No, that was good. That's (laughs) Yeah. No, we started, we started with the meditation, which was surprising. And then, but you also did ask our astrology charts and what, what else did you do? You did astrology and some other things that were surprising, but really cool.
2: Yeah. So I look at, um, well, brand archetype is something that's pretty common. So you have the, the sage or the creator or the innocent or the jester. That's something that's, that's pretty much a standard tool. But we look at that. We also look at personality types, uh, your astrological charts. For, for some businesses, for yours in particular, I actually looked at the inception date of the business as well as the birthdays. And the Myers-Briggs personality types. We also look at the client's avatar itself I look at those particular personality types and come up with a color based on that as well so what's going to draw in your ideal client I really start with the palette and that helps to inform the other brand elements whether it's the fonts or the images the icons those kinds of things
0: Yeah, that was it, that was it's so neat to bring all that together and see, you know, how it all comes out. And you know, we can when it was all put together, we could, we could see it, we could feel it. It's almost like you can see without seeing. Like you could see all that was there and you get this feeling about it. And it was like Mm -hmm. so on point. Yet we could there would be no way to like say, Oh, you know, well, this particular thing is perfect because it really was just a holistic experience. And that was perfect for us, Veronica, because that's how we coach our clients in business. And it might seem like, oh, what does all that have to do with business? But like it's like you said, it goes back to it's your personal brand. We know how important it is to be able to stand out in the marketplace and to build relationships and build a know, like, and trust factor with our potential clients. And this is a huge, huge part of it.
1: What we know is that when your business isn't working the way you need it to, it's almost always due to more than one thing, and it's most likely not what you think it is. As the business owner, you're unable to see your business from a different vantage point. Our specialty is assessing what's not working in a business and fixing it. If you're ready to stop guessing and start knowing what your business needs, we encourage you to hop on a complimentary consultation call. Schedule yours at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash consult.
0: Now, I know that there's, when it comes to branding, there are some mistakes that people can make. So can you tell us some of the mistakes you've seen people make when they're going on this journey?
2: So I would say the number one mistake is doing it too soon. So there's a great misconception that to start a business, you need a name, a logo, and a website. And I actually have questions that I ask people I didn't ask you guys because I knew you were pretty well established but normally in a discovery call I will ask questions to see if they really have their vision in place to see if they are really ready for a website or a brand because the first thing you need is a vision and then some clients right so you have to have you have to have that connection with people to know that they are actually going to come to you for service. If they're connecting with you on that level and you're able to to service them and move through the beginning part of your business, like you should know within like 6 months to a year if you have a viable idea. If people are connecting with your why and purchasing what you have to offer them. And I know you guys do a a whole process with that where you verify the business idea. That's very important. So understanding who you serve is absolutely key to the brand and having a good brand. We all start off in those beginning months of having a business, kind of feeling our way through. We make a lot of mistakes. Hopefully we learn from them. And I really advise people don't spend that valuable time and money at the beginning of the business journey with a big branding and website project it's really way more important to have your vision in place. Once you have that vision, then you can map the road and the route. And branding is definitely on that journey, but it's not at the beginning. And I really can't tell you how many times I've heard, I have a logo that I spent way too much money on and I don't even use it (laughs) because it didn't really resonate with their vision if they had one to begin with. So There's some great tools that can help you with just when you're just starting off. One of them is Canva. I recommend that a lot because it's really easy to use and you could find some colors, some simple fonts, and maybe even a simple little symbol that you can use at the beginning and then build that business, build that rapport with clients. And then you will really have your vision in place and know how You're going to service people. Just like I said earlier, I didn't really set off with the intention of having this branding process as a major part of my business. But it ended up being that way once I went through my own first year and visioning and doing that whole process myself.
1: So it's going to shift. When you're ready for a brand, you'll know. (laughs) Right. And I think that's so key because I think everyone wants to show up And look professional. I think that's where it comes from. I think it's a, you know, it's a very normal thing to want, right? But I love Mm -hmm. we talk we talk about getting started choices. And that's kind of what you're talking about is, you know, find something. Like we didn't even create a logo. Our logo was just words, right? With two different fonts, which Mm -hmm. and we just threw some stuff together and had a website so we could send people to for opt-in pages and all that. And that worked. But then it was like as time went on and we got further and further into validating right now that is what we teach our clients is to validate your business idea, your offers and everything. And how do you validate it's by making sales. And then once you go through that process, just like you talked about, it's all iterative and you will continue to grow and iterate many, many times over throughout the journey of your business. But like, like you brought up, that was such a good point. It's let's not make the big mistake of investing a ton of money out the gate into some big brand when you haven't had the chance to validate and iterate and go deep with anything yet. I think that's so true.
2: Exactly. That was a very beautiful way of putting what I was trying to say.
1: <laughs> very concise. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <I> <laughs> you did a good job too. I think, yeah, but it's. <laughs> I think it's hard because a lot of times, you know, in business mindset, comes up in a lot of things. And sometimes people, when they don't want to do the hard stuff, they fall back on the fun stuff, which is, I mean, raise your hand as a listener. If you could go into Canva and spend six hours playing around in there, <laughs> I know I can. So I think sometimes too, people fall back on that because they either don't know how to move forward or they're stuck on something or they're avoiding something else. And so they just get into the whole branding thing and they go way too far and too too deep in that aspect. I think that's very true. And I'm guilty of that myself,
2: uh, just getting so focused on, on playing around with different possibilities. And that's why, like, that's why I struggled with my own brand because I was, ooh, this looks good and that looks good. And it just wasn't working because I was doing what was fun instead of actually diving in deep and looking at what it is that I really want to do. And that's kind of how I came up with the process. Let's dive in, see what it is you really want to do.
0: Veronica, so we talked a lot about, you know, mistakes that are made in the beginning of your business. Do you see Mm -hmm. any mistakes or can you give any advice to women who they've, they've kind of gone through this validation process already and they are thinking about, should I, you know, do branding now? Should I redo my website? Can you give them any advice?
2: So to mistakes in particular or just general advice? Either or. Okay. Well, first I'll start with saying interview several copywriters and designers and make sure that whoever you resonate with also resonates with each other, if that makes sense. Because the copywriter is capturing your voice while the designer is capturing your visuals, So you really want to make sure that they communicate with each other, or at least have the same understanding of, of who you are and who your ideal clients are. Those visuals and uh, verbals, visuals and verbals, bounce off each other on a website. So the visuals sometimes inform the copy and vice versa. And it's really important to have those merge well together and it's easy to tell when you go to a website and you're reading the copy and there's just stock photos that are used and they kind of go with it but not really like you, you can kind of tell when when there's a disjunct there so that's that's the first thing interview several people don't go with the first person that you talk to <laughs> necessarily like maybe after you talk to four people and then the first person was the best then great then you go back to them you know and as far as mistakes, I would say the biggest mistake is trying to do it yourself. And the reason for that is, like I said a couple times now, I struggled with my own brand. And when you are a tree, it's hard to see the forest. And you need to have somebody with that outside view and vision to see how you are going to present yourself in the greater community and how people will be receiving it at the same time. So trying to do a rebrand or a brand overhaul on your own is actually quite difficult. And I probably should have hired someone outside myself to do it as well, but I didn't. (laughs) So those are the big things I would say.
1: Yeah. And I could see that because the process is really so deep and you, if that's not your profession or your expertise, you wouldn't know that. So there's a lot you're missing. And how do you connect on an emotional level? And how do you do all these things? And it, it's, I mean, like, like we said in our first episode, it, it was a six month journey really to do this. And it's been amazing and extremely clarifying. And I think it just really underscores the value of having professionals come in and do that work for you, you know? And I know that you have a gift for our listeners too, which is super exciting. It's the reflections of your personal branding. And I'll put the link in the show notes. It's there in the show notes for everyone who's listening. But can you tell us a little bit about what that is and what the listeners will get when they go there? Yeah, so it's it's a link to that first uh,
2: visioning exercise. The one that I spoke about is that's a meditation and automatic writing. It's something that will... You'll either respond to it very well and you'll love it and you'll want to do more, or you'll kind of eh, if this doesn't really resonate with me. Then then you'll know if someone like me is someone that you would prefer to work with as far as doing your own rebrand. And what it does is, like I said earlier, it connects to that higher self. So there's a there's instructions on the on the link of how to do it. But Preferably with headphones and in a quiet place because there are some binaural beats in the music that will link both sides of your brain. So headphones are best. And then integrating. So going outside, taking a walk after you do the exercise, and really bringing it into your physical body. So when you connect with the higher self and your up in the ethers, as I like to say, (laughs) a lot of times it's really good to do something like yoga or go outside or take a walk to integrate it and bring it down into into your physical self. And that's basically the process. And it'll help you with that vision of what you really want to do
0: and how you want to do it and who you are going to do it for. Yep, I think that this is so great. It is is so helpful. And this is a great thing to to do no matter what stage you're at. I think this is a very valuable exercise because coming up with your vision and really getting clear on that, it takes time. And it mm-hmm. takes work on our parts, right? We have to get clear within ourselves. And I love that you use that inside out branding approach, Veronica. We do something very similar. We we say that we work from the inside out as well because it starts with you, it starts with who you are and getting back in touch with your values and understanding things about yourself, your experiences, and how that can serve others. We, we start there too many times. We are looking on the outside for the answers when really the answers are all inside of us and we just have to tap into those.
2: That's very true. There's, and there's that comparison syndrome too. So you look at the person that is doing maybe a very similar service to you and you think, oh, they're doing that and that. Maybe I should do that too. <laughs> But if it does if it's not really who you are, then the answer is no. Correct. It's a, it's a very delicate balance of offering what your true gifts are and meeting
1: what the client needs are. Definitely. I think you just touched on what makes or what made this process so powerful for us we know that this is our brand. Like we didn't, going through this process, it was all Deidre and me and you and who is our client and everything about us. So there's not going to be another website out there or brand out there like this because it's as unique as we are. And that's where the power comes in. I think that that is really what it is. And that's, we value that so much because we feel like, you know, a kid on Christmas morning, <laughs> probably every day now when we go to the website, because it's like, this is the best thing ever, you know, because it actually reflects us and it's not something that we put together because we saw something on someone else's website and we tried to copy that part and we tried to copy a part over here. And we, you know, mm-hmm. when you do that too, it almost becomes confusing. And then it's a miss, a mismatch of things. Whereas what you've done, Veronica is like synthesize everything about who Deidre and I are, who our ideal client is, you know, and then reflected it in a design, which is pretty magical. The whole thing was magical and we really, really appreciate it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that.
2: It's really funny because sometimes my my clients don't initially resonate with the palette that I present them. There's one in particular, actually, where she was kind of like, huh, I never would have thought about those colors for me. I'm like, well, it's not just about you. <laughs> It is about you, but it's also about the people that you're trying to reach. And so once she saw it in action, then she was able to understand how her audience would connect with it. And she loves it now. Like she's always touting about how, how she even tells people that too. You know, I really didn't like the colors at first, but now I love them. So yeah,
1: that's <laughs> <It's> awesome. <funny. laughs> yeah, Awesome. Well, so in the show notes, everyone can see where to connect with you. But if you want to let us know here real quick where people can find you online, because we would love for more people to experience the fabulousness we did.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, My website is wonderlust.love. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-L-U-S-T. And you can find me on Facebook as well. I am part of Deidre's and and, uh, Carmen's community. And you can connect with me there quite honestly, full disclosure, I'm not on Facebook too often, but I do check it probably about once a day. So you can, you can connect with me on there.
1: Yeah. Well. Awesome. And then if you grab her, the exercise that she's giving with the link that's in the show notes too. I mean, I suggest going through that anyway, cause that's like a deep dive into you and it's really fun and then you kind of ex- see what the process is the or a piece of the process. So, mm-hmm. thank you so much Veronica for all the time that you took today to share your gifts and talents and introduce yourself to our audience. We have just absolutely loved working with you and we can't wait to see everyone's reaction to the new site.
2: I'm excited too. It's a really powerful brand actually. It uh I just love looking at the logo. <laughs>
0: We do too. So that's good. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Encore Entrepreneur. Can you do us a favor? It will help us if you would please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends.
1: Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the real talk about how to be successful without compromising your values. And we need your help to spread the word.